Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, listener mail. This is Robert Lamb. And this is Joe McCormick. And it's Monday, the day of each week that we read back some messages from the mailbag. If you or a listener to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, and you have never gotten in touch with us before by email, why not give it a shot? You can write us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. All sorts of messages are fair game. Of course, feedback on existing episodes, uh, that's always welcome. If you've got anything interesting to add to what we said, or if you've got corrections or just additional thoughts, any of that, send it our way. Also, if you want to suggest topics for future episodes, uh, that, that's always uh, welcome. Uh, if you just want to share something that you thought of that's interesting that uh, you think we might be interested in too, that's fair game as well. Just send it all. Yeah. I mean, there are whole episodes in the in the past. I mean, we hear from a lot of listeners and certain episodes generate a lot of comments, but there, there are episodes in the, the, the vault that have never uh, generated uh, commentary from listeners before. Uh, so you could be the first. <laughs> Go back, find something interesting, write in about it. We'll, we'll chat about it. All right. Let's see. Uh, Rob, do you want to read this next message from Josh? Sure. Uh, well, let's see. Before this one, a little introduction. This uh, is related to a digression in our episodes on Fear of the Void about how uh, some people uh, need to apparently withdraw to a to a relative vacuum, to a kind of void-like environment to focus on creative work. And there, there are different versions of this. You know, some people might have like a featureless office with an empty desk and nothing but their typewriter or computer uh, or like a retreat to a place that's relatively free of distractions and so forth. Uh, and of course, some people are exactly the opposite and want to surround themselves with uh, stimulating imagery while they're while they're working. Uh, but Josh got in touch about that digression. He says, hi, Joe, Robert, and JJ. I found your reference to vacuums for art creation interesting, as I had not thought about why certain circumstances are so helpful for different types of art. 
especially with writing. Quiet allows my brain to fully develop an idea without interruption and for a story to follow a cogent path without being pulled aside by unwanted inputs. With writing, I basically need the vacuum of silence, whereas with drawing and sculpture, I prefer music, as it interferes with my speech center, providing a different kind of vacuum. Although, since I live in the Netherlands and speak less than perfect Dutch, following strangers' conversations requires effort, so I am able to tune people out making public transit, whether bus, metro, or train, a comfortable English vacuum for writing. It also helps that on public transit, the most important vacuum I experience is that, since I am professionally a carpenter, I have an inability to do any work or household chores, providing a guilt vacuum. Thanks for the great four-parter, Josh. Oh, several interesting things there, Josh. Yes, I definitely agree with you there about the I don't know if I would have used the word guilt, but yeah, what you call a guilt vacuum or a responsibility vacuum, sometimes it can be helpful to like go to a different place to get one type of work done because you are simply unable in that place to get done the other things that you currently have to get done. So it like forces you to focus. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I used to, back in the day when I took the train every day, I always liked that about the train. It's like, oh, I can, I can read on the train, but, uh, you know, it's going to go underground and then we're not going to be able to connect uh, on my phone and worry about anything else, or at least that used to be the way it was. I guess now they have wireless in all the tunnels um, so that people can can just stress out nonstop. Uh, but time was when I could pull out a book and felt like, well, I have free free range to just sit here and enjoy this book right now. So I think we've heard from quite a few listeners who tell us that they put us on while they're doing like a, a visual arts drawing or painting or sculpture. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. We've heard from a lot of a lot of artists. We we don't hear from a lot of of writers who are like, uh, yes, I I want to hear you guys chatter while I try and write dialogue. I think that would be a problem. Yeah, maybe unless you don't speak English, maybe then it'd be just the thing. I guess I don't know that our our our, our voices are that beautiful just in and of themselves, but you know, to <laughs> each their own. All right, what else do we have here, Joe? Uh, oh, we've got one message hearkening all the way back to our series on animal throwing behavior, non-human animals throwing objects. This is from Ian. Ian says, Dear Rob and Joe, in listening to your episodes on animals throwing things and the accompanying listener responses, I was struck by a pattern. Most of your examples of mammals throwing things and all of the listener males, at least that I've heard so far, involve the mammals hiking the object backwards between their legs rather than tossing it up as might seem more natural to a human. The reason this stood out to me is that my grandparents had a dog that, when she wanted to play fetch and no one would accommodate her, would grab her tennis ball in her teeth by the fuzz and then toss her head up and back, causing the ball to fly up over her back and behind her. She would then proceed to chase after it as in a normal game of fetch and repeat the procedure until she got tired or someone took pity on her and threw it for her. She had pretty good range, too, the ball often traveling 10 feet or so before hitting the ground. And of course, it would bounce and roll farther than that. Uh, at the time, I just thought it was funny that she would play fetch with herself. I didn't realize the mechanics of her throwing method were apparently so rare among quadrupedal mammals. 
In a similar vein, as well as similar to the listener who said their dog would drop their puzzle feeder down the stairs, my father-in-law had a dog who would uh, take her tennis ball to the top of the basement stairs, use her nose to gently bump it over the edge, watch it roll to the bottom, then run down to retrieve it so she could do it again. Just like my grandparents' dog, she would keep doing this until she got tired or someone started an actual game of fetch. Another thing that stood out to me is that unlike Joe's story about his dog throwing its puzzle feeder, or the listener whose dog would drop theirs down the stairs, neither of the dogs I've encountered doing these things seem to be getting any tangible reward beyond just playing, though of course fun can be a powerful motivator. Uh, anyway, just wanted to share those anecdotes as I thought they uh, had both interesting similarities and differences to some of the other things you discussed. Uh, as other listeners have said, I love the way you can take something seemingly mundane and make it so interesting. Thanks for all you do, Ian. Uh, well, thank you, Ian. Uh, yeah, th that is interesting. Um, another one of the distinctions I remember making in these episodes was that it seemed almost all of the non-human throwing behavior we found, with a few exceptions, uh, you know, the ones in primates who do targeted throwing and possibly the examples in cephalopods and so forth, most of the non-human animal throwing behavior seemed designed to have an effect on the projectile itself rather than uh, designed to use a projectile to have an effect on the target. So, uh, for example, uh, the uh, the uh, well, now I forget which animal it was. There was some small mammal that would throw millipedes in order to damage their their armor plates. Was it a type of mongoose or something? Like a mongoose, I believe. Yes. Yeah. And I think the dog in your example would still fit into that category because the purpose of the throwing is to do something to the ball, in, in this case, to make the ball go far away so that it can be retrieved for, for fun rather than to hit something and cause an effect to the thing you're hitting. Yeah. And, you know, we just recently finished up recording our series on uh, gray whales and orcas. Um, orcas, I don't, I don't remember if we mentioned them at all in our episodes of the animals throwing things, but there's lots of documented behavior, particular from, particularly from the big killer whales, of uh, throwing seals around, Yeah, uh, which um, I, I think is, is, is fascinating behavior because it's not, it's not necessary for the killing of the prey, especially mm -hmm. with the, the seal that they can make short work of it once they have it. And at times it's like, it's really impressive. I've seen images where it looks like they're, they're using their mouth to sort of throw the seal about. But then there is a one video on the internet where someone captured footage of one appearing to sort of like punt a seal uh, carcass with its, uh, uh, with, with its, uh, with its tail mm -hmm. and make it fly like something like 80 feet in the air. It's quite impressive and hard to, hard to like think about in terms of anything other than some sort of a play type of uh, feature, you know? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm to understand that sometimes the animals they play with are not even necessarily things they're going to, well, eat in their entirety, which they often don't do. But also sometimes it's not something they're eating. It's just they're seemingly playing with it. That's very strange. I, I do recall when we were uh, reading up for these episodes that marine mammals were featured. I guess we just didn't get into them in the series. Mm -hmm. But uh, maybe we could come back to that. I, that. I wonder, yeah, why that would be. I think there's one theory about the loosening skin uh, that hmm. may then subsequently be you know, like ripped off of the animal, uh, hmm. but but I haven't looked into it uh, in tremendous detail yet. That's grisly. It's, it's a grisly world out there for the orca. That's true. Uh, but once again, this would be something where 
if it's not for fun, the the imagined mm. uh, purpose of it is to do something to the projectile, not to like hit something with it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. They're not trying to like they're not trying to throw a seal at a whale or something to that effect. Yeah. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Rob, as the uh, the local host with allergies here, they sent you some of their nasal spray to treat your allergies. What was your experience like? Yeah, that's right. I always wrestle with the pollen a bit when it rolls in during the spring. So they sent me the little uh, nasal spray. I tried out the product and yeah, it sure did help me get on top of my symptoms for the day. And it's so fast acting, uh, it was already kicking in before I left the house. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription-strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can get Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use this directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then, through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.
All right. Uh, you know, turning to the world of Discord, we do have a Discord page. And if you want to access the Discord page, shoot us an email. We'll send you the link. That's the best way to, to join it. And it kind of keeps seems to thus far keep the Discord from being flooded. You know, it's kind of a, a smaller community there, but we don't have just a bunch of, of random folks uh, there either. Uh, we have, uh, I'm going to just read, we'll start with, we'll just sort of go through these. First one here comes from Fletch. Fletch says, the discussion of the Norse view of the heart. This was our Valentine's Day. Uh, episode or episodes reminded me of the novels of Joe Abercrombie, where one character is advised you must make of your heart a stone, and that becomes something of a mantra for her. Uh, okay, so this is connecting to those texts from uh, ancient Norse culture, or I don't know how ancient, but at least pre-modern Norse culture, mm-hmm. um, with the with the idea that like the heart sort of is the seat of uh, of kindness and and positive emotion and caring and stuff and for that reason your heart must be shriveled and small uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> to allow you the appropriate level of cruelty needed to be an effective warrior. Yeah, it's a very uh, grim, dark um, warrior ethos. So it makes sense that it might be in a Joe Abercrombie novel. I've not read any Joe Abercrombie, but I've read authors that are sort of Joe Abercrombie adjacent. I know nothing of uh, Joe Abercrombie. It's a, it's like dark fantasy or grim dark fantasy, depending on how you want to uh, describe it. I guess that's what I've always heard. All right, let's see. Uh, I should read some from Discord here. Oh, we got one message. Uh, I think this is from. Is this Drix? I guess. I, I this way I read it in my head. Okay, Drix uh, says, uh, in terms of helping the show, it was mentioned a few times to download the latest episodes, even if you don't listen right away. I never actually download episodes, but stream them the same day or next. Should I also be downloading them? Okay, I, I apologize if we created any confusion on this. Okay, so here's what we were told by our people here. Uh, I can't speak to this just directly. This is how it was explained to us. Uh, there are some platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts specifically was mentioned, where uh, some people had it set to download all our new episodes automatically. So they're subscribed to us. They think they're supposed to be getting our new stuff. But Apple was automatically deactivating these downloads uh, for some people. And the reason might have been if you had not listened to the five most recent of our episodes to publish, this seemed especially to affect us because as we constantly hear from listeners, a lot of people like to save us up for a week or two and then binge all our episodes in a day or a day or two. Um, And, you know, if you want to listen that way, that's fine. But a downside of that is that apparently that will sometimes, for some reason, make you stop getting new episodes in your feed. Uh, Apple might interpret that as, you, oh, you don't listen to us anymore and just stop giving you our show. So if you want to be helpful to our show's numbers in a business sense, uh, or Andy, you just want to make sure that you're always getting all our new stuff, apparently one way around this is to try to always make sure you have listened to at least one of the five most recent episodes to publish. That being said, I mean, we're super grateful for any of our listeners out there. So if you're taking any step to listen to our show, we're we're grateful for it. So uh, don't don't stress out about it too much. Exactly. Listen to us however you want to listen. Uh, Whatever you prefer is fine. Just be aware that some weird stuff is going on with with some of these platforms. And if if you want to take an extra step just to make sure you are helping us out, that would be one way to do it. All right, dipping back into the Discord here. Uh, a lot of people share on Discord various Weird House Cinema suggestions. One of the users that does this a lot is Eric. 
Eric says, coming in hot with another recommendation, uh, because uh, he was following up some other recommendations he had made. Any of the entries in the original Yokai Monsters trilogy from the 60s, but particularly, I'll recommend 100 Monsters. The creepy atmosphere mixed in with some silliness makes these movies especially charming. The practical effects and use of makeup and puppetry is absolutely delightful. They're all currently on Shudder and AMC Plus, too. Uh, I'm going to say I've got these movies on the short list for, for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. 100 Monsters was one we we were talking about selecting for the 100th Weird House Cinema because it seemed like that would that that would make sense. But we, we went in a slightly different direction, but <laughs> it's still on the radar. But speaking of Weird House Cinema, maybe we'll finish this off with a Weird House email. This one comes from Tom. Tom says, hi, Robin Joe. This is Tom from Canada. Robot Monster is indeed an enigma. As an aside, if, if you haven't listened to this episode yet or seen the movie, this is uh, a movie from the early 50s that Rob and I covered where Earth is invaded by aliens or maybe just invaded by an alien, which is a, a guy in a gorilla suit with a skull mask wearing a like a, a astronaut helmet. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That that's it, and <laughs> he's called Roman. It's it's a very silly, very entertaining movie. I would say almost at the levels of Ed Wood, like it is yeah. that level of schlock royalty. <laughs> oh, but a piece of background for uh, Tom's email here is w- we were incredibly perplexed as to whether the movie is supposed to be a dream or not because it has one of those double fake out endings where yeah. it was all a dream or was it? Because then mm-hmm. the Roman from the uh, think well you know it, it's supposed to be like the whole alien invasion was a dream and then roman walks out of the cave again so it's like what's going on yeah very confusing so tom says robot monster is indeed an enigma a part of the movie which might serve to cast some clarity though is to know exactly when the child's dream starts it has two potential starting points either when young johnny falls asleep in the desert with the others uh, you remember they're they're out picnicking on a blanket surrounded by rocks, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, they'll just like lay down on the desert sand and fall asleep. Uh, so that could be one point. Uh, but Tom goes on, uh, which would make all the following a dreamscape, including the arrival of Roman and the shift in the roles of the adults. Or the dream starts at the cave, which makes the arrival of the Roman real, but the story itself just a dream. The ending plays with both versions as the story goes back to reality following Johnny waking up, yet still entertaining the idea that Roman did arrive. All the best, Tom. Tom, I think you've solved it. Maybe that's the second. Yep. So maybe the, it's, a, it's a triple fake out. It's faking you out, making you think that the whole movie was just a dream. But then the reveal reveals that only part of the movie was a dream. The part where the humans are able to defeat Roman is the dream. It sounds to me like the movie's in superposition. That's that's how we should approach it. I think that's that's a good way of putting it. Yes. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and close it out on that note here. But we'd love to hear from everyone. Again, write in with your thoughts on current episodes of Stuff to Blow Your Mind, Weird House Cinema, Listener Mail, or the Artifact or Monster Fact episodes, or write in on past episodes of these or future episodes, episodes you'd like to see in the future, topics you wish that we would revisit, that sort of thing. Everything is fair game. 
that's right. So uh, before we close out, big thanks to our audio producer, JJ Posway. And if you do want to get in touch for any of those reasons we listed before, you can email us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Stuff to Blow Your Mind is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon, just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.